Hey friends, you're listening to Project Me, the podcast. I'm your host, Destiny O'Rourke, college and career coach for Bowling Green High School, where I strive to provide first-hand college and career experiences for you, my students, so that you can be better informed of your post-secondary options and ultimately live a high quality of life. Please enjoy today's show. Wow, we are in luck today. I am super excited to be joined by Tarion Clark, who is a social worker for Warren County Public Schools, the executive director of Boys Leadership Group Kentucky, and co-founder of Jonesville Academy. My goodness, that's so much. I'm very excited for our time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. Tell us a little bit about what you do and describe some of your tasks. Yes, so I am currently the, uh, I am a Warren County Public School social worker. Um, in, in the Warren County Public Schools, I, I, I've been blessed to be able to do, do a lot for their schools and, and working with their students. Uh, I go to multiple schools and, and host Boys to Man Leadership Group sessions. But in my school, where I'm located at base right now, it's a Moss Middle School. I do a lot of AIDS intervention. AIDS is academics, behavior, emotional, and social intervention, in which I check in with students and make sure that their grades are okay. I make sure that their behavior is intact. I also check on their emotional status. I always tell kids I want to see them smile. And I just have conversations with them. So if a kid just needs somebody to talk to, I'm here. Uh, my door is open for kids to stop in and drop in and have those conversations with me. That is awesome. Okay, how did you decide to get into this field? So originally, um, growing up, um, I had a passion for, you know, working with kids, but in particular, um, more uh, more specific focus on becoming an elementary educator. So when I went to Austin P, I I graduated from Bowling Green High School, I went to Austin P State University on a full ride athletic scholarship. And uh, my program of study was elementary education. Um, when I got there, um, I was not on track to complete um, my, my course requirements to, to become an elementary education, uh, educator or get into the program. So I wound up switch, switching my degree preference over to social work in which it was um, a more of a macro experience and viewpoint that, that I seen to where I can impact kids in the school system, but it didn't tie me down to one class. So you talked about this uh, as far as your education and your training, but I wonder what do you do to continue your learning? So uh, one, one thing that I do to continue my learning, and one thing I've done, when I graduated from the uh, social work program, I went and got my master's of science in sports administration, in which that allows me to kind of fall back into my passion of athletics. So um, with that, you know, I took that degree and developed Bowling Green Youth Flag Football, which I'm, I'm the president of, in which we work with um, youth and teach them athletics. But more so, uh, I always try to, to read, uh, read books and I always try to follow other professionals and see, you know, how they go about, you know, leading in their own way, how they're developing and implementing um, different programs and, and just their leadership strategy and tactics and how they go about their business. I, I, I'm a person that of of study in which I study human behavior. I, I, I study the way people treat people. And I, I feel like every day that I interact with, with, with students and professionals, I feel like every day is an educational experience and I'm learning something new um, every, every day that I travel this world. That is awesome. Oh, what do you love about your career? 
I love I love the kids. I, I love the kids. I love the, the variety of, of students that I get to act, interact with um, every day. I always tell the kids, I say, I am a student advocate. Uh, I, I'm, I'm here to build relationships with you guys. I'm here to work with these professionals, but I'm, I'm here to build relationships with the kids because uh, I just feel like the kids and, and these, these kids that are in our classrooms, the kids that are, are taking place in, 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 you know, showing up every day and attending school, um, they, they deserve to have a voice. They deserve to have somebody that is consistent and they, they deserve to have somebody that communicates with them on a daily basis. And they, they definitely deserve to know that there's somebody that cares about them. And that's, that's the reason why I do what I do. Okay, so tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you face in your career and what are some challenges faced by your industry? Um, some, some challenges I, I faced in my career was finding a, 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 a job task that fit my creativity as a, as a worker um, in the school systems. Um, and being able to you know, be, actually be compensated uh, for the work that um, we do on a day-to-day -day basis, I think that was a challenging um, aspect of, of being, a, being in the school system but not being a certified teacher. Uh, because a lot of people do not understand that if you don't have your teaching certification, then the, the, the school system will either classify you or certify you. And if you're a classified, they can pay you whatever they decide to pay you, um, minimum wage and above. But if you're certified, then there's a set pay rate that you go into as. And I think the challenge of being in, in the education profession is that they will, um, you will be denied opportunities based on not having a certification. So. I, I just was blessed enough to, you know, have multiple, uh, have a multiple skill set um, coming into the educational field and allow myself to kind of grow in my own way and not allow myself to be stricken, uh, stricken uh, to, to the process of, you know, just being in one particular classroom. So I'm still learning and growing every day. And I think that's a challenge because, um, you know, I want to be able to move up. I don't want to be able to just you know, you're, you're a social worker and you're just that. So I think that's where my creativity of programming comes from is that, you know, one day Mr. Clark wants his own school and you don't necessarily have to have a teaching certification to own your own school, so. That ambition is incredible. And I love what you said about diversifying because there we all are multifaceted human beings with lots of different interests. And so the fact that you can bring all of those interests into your career really speaks to the fact that, you know, students can, um, the students don't have to be pegged into a box. So I love that. Yes. So what other types of professionals do you work with in order to make your job happen? Um, I, I I work with coaches. Uh, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm head football coach at Moss Middle School, assistant football coach at Warren Central. So I work with coaches to, you know, develop student athletes. But I also work with counselors. I, I go into the guidance counselor office and and just say, you know, is there any kids that, that need to be put on my radar? Do, do you know anybody that needs some help? Um, I work with principals. I talk with I talk with principals and talk about program implementation and how and just how we can make programs better for their schools. Um, I talk to the janitor. If the janitor sometimes needs help, I take out the trash and, you know, talk with them and just, you know, walk down the hallway, say hello. 
I go into classrooms. I sit in the classrooms. I help teachers. If a classroom is a little, is a little too rowdy, I go sit in the classroom. I go into the classroom. I work with students. And I think students are, are, are the professionals as well. Um, I think uh, that sometimes is overlooked, but the students keep the school um, schools moving. Um, the students are the ones that bring in funds into the school because if the kids are not showing up. The schools are not getting paid. So um, I work with students. Uh, they are they are the professionals that are overlooked, and that those kids are the reason why I do what I do. That is awesome. So tell us about what skills someone needs in order to be successful in your career. Uh, they got to be a, a, a great communicator. I think they have to be um, good at communication. And I'm not talking about just email savvy. I'm talking about um, human savvy and, and being able to understand body language and how to communicate and have conversations with people, when to talk, when not to talk, um, when to listen, when not to listen. You know, you just got to you got to have those particular skills about you in this profession to be very successful. Um, also, you, you have to be able to, you know, be relatable because you have to understand that there are people that ha may have the same background as you, but you also have to understand that there are people that come from different situations. So you have to seek to understand um, that person and who they are. And um, in the social work profession, you, you have to understand like the, the behavior, the emotion and the social um, status of the kid, because a lot of things is um, nonverbal and you have to be able to pick up on particular things that other people don't have um, time to pay attention to in the building. Not saying that they don't care, but you might notice something about a kid that a teacher might not, you know, and I think uh, the, the skill set is um, being able to tap into those those things and, and witness what's truly going on with a student. Okay, so here's the question I've been waiting for, all right? Because you have your hat in, like you wear a lot of hats. So how do you balance your career in your life? Uh, just, I mean, it, it is extremely difficult um, to balance um, career and life because my career takes up majority of my life. Um, but I also remind myself that if I do all of this while I'm young, because I'm not 30 yet. Um, so if I can do all of this while I'm young, when I reach a certain point in my life, I can say, all right, Tarion, you can shift your, you can shift your thought process to something else. Um, I believe in being an Indian and not a chief. So um, I've always been an Indian since I was a college athlete. One thing that athletics taught me when I attended school is that we worked out from six to seven in the morning. And from seven to eight, I ate breakfast. From eight to 12, I had classes. From 12 to one, I watched film and ate lunch. And, you know, one to two, you know, we went in and watched more film. Two to three, we had position meetings. Um, Four to five or four to six, we had, you know, practice. Uh, seven to eight, I had a study. Nine to 10, I, I grabbed a, a bite to eat. Uh, 11 and 12, I was back to studying. And then I was wake up and do the same thing. So one thing that college athletics taught me was time management. So I'm a time guru. Uh, I don't believe in wasting a second in my day. If I, could, if I feel like I could squeeze it in, I do that. Some people say, you know, you're crazy. Um, because you don't take a day off. I'm like, well, I, it's not necessarily just taking a day off because I'm a father, you know, so um, that's another task at hand. So when I go home, I just don't get to go home and, you know, just say, all right, well, I'm done for the day. Like, no, I got to cook dinner. You know, I'm an uncle. You know, I took my nephew into my custody. I take care of him. 
Um, so some of those tasks uh, at hand is just finding that healthy balance and just letting them know, one, my son knows I love him and I'm going to make time for him. My nephew knows I love him and I'm going to make time for him. So that's a relationship piece. And then three, I love myself. So I'm going to always make time for myself. But my time for myself is not going to look like the request of somebody else's time for myself, if that makes sense. It's because some, some people be like, you need a day off. I'm like, no, nah, I just need an hour. I need three. You know, uh, let me get this 10-minute nap in, and then I'm going to go be great for the rest of the day. But let me get these 10 minutes, please. So I think for me, that's kind of how I manage my time. Um, I have a beautiful family. Um, I, have a beautiful, I have a handsome son and a handsome nephew, and they know that I, I give them the world and just, just living my life for myself outside of my career is the main thing and just really just being like you know super private you know and just kind of moving in my own way and I think that's where I find balance and that's where I find my peace at very cool so many gems in that so so this next question you know I talk to students all the time and I think that they feel like once you're an adult, you just magically have it all figured out and things are perfect and you're just golden. So I tell them like, we all have to deal with self-doubt from time to time. And so I'm curious, how do you overcome self-doubt when you have to deal with that? I mean, I mean, self, self-doubt is, um, is a dream killer. Um, at any given moment where you doubt yourself, um, you already killed that, killed that part of you that, kill that part of your dream that you're seeking and for me uh, one of the one of the ways I overcome self-doubt is you know when somebody tells me I can't I'm, I'm gonna show them that I can't um, because a, a lot of times I might have an idea and somebody's like oh yeah that's a good idea um, and then 10 weeks later they look up and they're like man you did that I'm like yeah I told you I was going to do it and this is how I was going to do it and now I'm doing it you know, I'm sorry that, you know, you weren't a part of that, but this is my, I told you what I was going to do and you walked off or you didn't believe in that particular thing. So I think for me, it's just sticking with, sticking with my plan. You know, uh, we all, we all have a calling. We all have a plan, you know, and I stick to that calling and I stick to that plan no, no matter what. Um, and I think that's how I overcome self-doubt is I have a plan. You know, and sometimes you could you you you'll grow doubt in yourself if you don't have a plan. If your plan is not solid, then you're you're gonna doubt yourself every time. But if you got a solid plan, um, you'll overcome any self doubt that you may have. You know, and just make sure you keep your you know keep your dreams and, and stuff like uh, other things like that. You know, make sure you keep it consolidated and keep it close close knitted. Don't let everybody know um, that you doubt yourself. Don't let everybody know what your plan is just stick to stick to your plan and surround yourself with solid people then then you know you'll overcome any doubt that you might have yes i think all that is great and finding the right people man i'm telling you it that's a whole game changer just right there yes. so, very cool advice so what is it that you still want to accomplish professionally i mean ultimately one day i would just like to you know um, probably in what I would say 2017, uh, no, like 16, I was an employee at um, Bowling Green Junior High School. And I had like a, I really struggled with, with a few things when I was an employee there. And, um, you know, the transition out was, was not the best transition, but I learned a lot about myself as a professional, um, which is the reason why I've, I've been able to dive into the type of work that I'm doing. Um, but 
um, I had drew this thing in a composition notebook. It was like this whole facility mapped out with like student athletes and, you know, just youth programming and just this whole little plan. It was just this massive facility. And to see all these youth programs that are taking place right now in our community, um, myself personally, uh, just overseeing, you know, Boys to Man Leadership Group Kentucky, working with Jonesville Academy, um, running Bowling Green Youth Flag Football and having the NFL Flag Partnership, um, coaching um, football for Moss Middle School and just doing all these all these particular things and working from working with kids from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade every single day. Um, I just I have this vision of, of owning my own facility and offering all these opportunities, but also running my own school and providing a pathway to athletics for kids and so forth in our community to truly grow. And it might not be something that I do personally um, while, while I'm on this earth, but I know for a fact that if I continue to pour into kids and show them that they can do anything that they want to do, my ultimate goal um, in my career is to own my own facility, and have my own school, but more importantly, see all these kids that we work with become successful human beings. And as long as we can get kids to graduate high school, as long as we can get kids into college, as long as we can get kids into careers, as long as kids can come back and still hug us and tell us thank you um, 10 to 15 years from now, I think um, that will be a, a tremendous success um, for, for my career. And that that's something that I want um, to see at the end of the day is that all these babies that are, are touched and, and just move on and, and are be becoming successful human beings. And with that, you know, a, faci a facility that all kids can come to, that, that they are welcome to, and that they know that when they come, they're, they're going to grow, and they got people that love them, and that they got people that got their best interests at heart. That is incredible. And I can totally see that dream coming true. Absolutely, 100%. All right, what do you wish you had known about your career and or just life in general when you were still in high school? Man, I wish I could have met me. I wish. Yes. 29-year-old version of Tarion could have met the 14-year-old the kid that came into Bowling Green High School. Um, I wish I could have been my own mentor. I wish I could have picked me up and gave myself them car rides and, and them car talks. And sometimes I wish I could have raised myself you know, um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned in, in my, the biggest thing I've learned in my lifetime. And I think that's why I am the way I am is because all of those trials and tribulations, um, just overcoming adversity day in and day out. Um, being a social worker taught me a lot, you know, um, the, the field of social work and actually get my degree and learning about family dysfunction and learning about just so many things that I didn't know that weren't explained to me in a, in a normal class that I took in high school. When I got into the social work field, I learned about mental health. I learned about, you know, canceling. I learned about, you know, um, addiction and just not the, not the red ribbon week stuff, but I'm talking about true dysfunction and addiction and, you know, how to overcome that and, you know, how to, you know, just understand the human mindset and the lifestyle in general and just knowing that man as long as I have my basic needs met I'm okay um so um just that 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 that's one thing that I can truly say that has 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 taught me is you know within social work is that it's truly social work and you cannot box a social worker in um social workers are are multi-faceted 
and can work in a variety of settings. And I think that's the thing that I appreciate in my career. Oh, that's great. So tell us, what is a sincere hope you have for high school students in our community? I, I just hope that, that the high school students leave um, one with a, a great high school experience, you know, because high school is supposed to be the best time of your life. I know people say that about college, but some of you guys are not going to go to college and it's perfectly okay if you don't go to college. Um, but it's, it's a must that you find a career because there's one thing, if there's one thing I could leave with high school students, there's a difference between a job and a career. A job is how you make money. A career is how you keep money. And if any high schoolers leaving um, our schools, whether it's, you know, from wherever, because we care about all of you guys, but if, when you're leaving, um, when you're graduating high school, you get a diploma, which is one of the most important things you can do, um, or your GED, whatever, if you're fast track, whatever the case may be, you know, make sure you're, you're going into something and pursuing a career. Don't just be satisfied with your job. Go get your career so you can really take care of your family. And I think sometimes that's where, you know, I, I feel like high school kids get confused at is that your success is not going to look like the next man's success. Your success is not defined by the next kid going to college. Your, your success is not defined by the next kid that has a better job. Than you. That's not your success. Your success is when you can wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the man and woman I've become. And, you know, you're going to work towards whatever you've been called to do, you know, because your, your purpose is strong. You got to follow your purpose. You know, everybody's, everybody's born to be somebody. Every, and there's nobody in this world that's not a nobody. Um, and I just want high school students to know that they are somebody. Wow, this has been incredible. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed this talk. I have learned so much. Every time we talk, I learn so much. And uh, I really appreciated your comments about, you know, wishing that you had had a mentor like you, because I think that helps to pursue your purpose in a way that you know is valuable, right? And and um, and I love that, and I think that's something that we can all take to heart, is when you become the person that you wish you'd had growing up, man, you know you're making an impact. So um, I wanna share at the end here that you have said that students can reach out to you. So tell us a little bit about, about your willingness to talk to folks. Yes, um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to all students uh, reaching out to me from all walks of life. Um, I, I do mentoring um, on the side. I, I will chat with you. I can do a Google Meet. I do a Zoom or whatever. Um, students can check in. You know, they can follow me on, on Twitter. Hit me up. Um, Mr. Underscore GHSF. If you don't know what that means, that's grind hard, stay focused. So, yes, yeah, stu students can um, reach out to me um, and just, you know, chat, you know, um, I'm very, very open to giving the best advice that I can. But more importantly, I just want to, I just want to be, um, I just want to be who I am and make sure that I can be somebody they can look up to. Fantastic. Well, if you are open, I have got a lightning round of questions to ask you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's do this. So question number one, what high school did you go to and what was its mascot? Bowling Green High School, go purples. All right. Question number two. What was your first ever job? Home City Ice, slinging ice bags, 10 pounds, 22 pound bags in the, in the ice cooler. I was 16 years old. Nice, nice. All right. When you got your first big kid job, 
what did you splurge on? First big hit job. What did I splurge on? Uh, I would say my first my first big hit job would have been um, in a factory. Um, I was working at uh, Pan not Pan I just splurged on nothing. I, I just put it up. Look at you. Okay. Much more responsible than I was. I definitely <laughs> bought all kinds of clothes and food. That was my thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Question number four. What is one of the most random or offbeat classes or like training experiences um, or jobs that you've ever heard of or had? Man, I was in ballet in college. I took ballet. Um, I <laughs> we had a, we had a, it was a class that our coaches recommended, you know, for football to get our flexibility and, and um, footwork up. So I took ballet in college. It was the most random thing that I've ever done in my life. But I, I turned out to be pretty good at it. So. Yes, well, we'll have to see those moves sometime. And, uh, That's awesome. Oh, man. All right, so question number five, the final question. What educator made the most significant impact on your life and how are you paying it forward? Um, it, that, that's kind of tough. I think as, I, as I've grown older, I would say um, the village. Um, it was a village of educators um, that kind of paved the way to my, to my success. And I think, you know, it's me, me paying it forward by, you know, making sure I surround the kids with another village of people that can make sure that these um, young men and women are up and coming and be becoming successful in their own ways. And, you know, I can, I can probably throw out several names like Kevin Wallace, Jeff Griffin, Mark Spader, Karen Sweeney, um, Dorothy Shanklin, Miss um, Rowan, Miss Flemister. Uh, you know, I could keep going on and on and on. Uh, Robert Dorote, uh, Janet Martin, it's just Beverly and just, you know, I could keep going on and on. Miss Center, she was my principal at Parker Bennett. It's just the village. Um, you know, Sonya Bain, she was my student athletic uh, student athlete coordinator at Austin P. That was actually Dorothy Shanklin's um, daughter. Um, so just to kind of put put it all out there, until this day, um, just the village that you surround yourself with um, speaks to your success because those are the people that's going to clap for you when nobody's clapping. Those are the people that's going to tell you to keep going when the body's telling you to keep going. And I think it's important that, you know, we continue to do this work and surround kids with a village. Mr. Tyrion Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Goodness, I cannot thank you enough for our time together today. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do in the community. Um, you know, my son is a part of Jonesville. And so watching you work with him and seeing how he's growing through that, I'll, I'll, I'll forever be indebted. So um, keep, doing you man keep yes, on doing everything that you do i love every bit of it yes ma'am well it's definitely a blessing to be here with you today as always um i love being able to you know collaborate and just chat with you and you know i'm a big big destiny Rourke fan because you are you are killing the game and you are paving the game you are paving the way in so many ways um and there's there's gonna be so many kids that just want to come back and just hug you and love up on you because you have changed so many lives and we'll continue to do so Oh, you are so kind. All right. Will you enjoy the rest of your time? Yes, ma'am. You too. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to check out the show notes where you can read a bio to find out more about our guest. 
This podcast is designed to connect. So if you're looking to interview our guest on your own or see what other career exploration opportunities they can provide, you'll find that information in the show notes as well. Don't ever be shy about connecting, friends. Remember, you are building your future. We're just here to help.